0: This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Welcome to the podcast, Secrets of the North, a podcast about true crime in Northern BC, recorded on the traditional and unceded territory of the Duneza peoples. I'm your host, Emily Gallen.
1: And I'm the co-host, Spencer Hall. Our podcast may and likely will contain mature content, so listener discretion is advised. <music> Emily, it has been a hot minute. How it, are you, Queen?
0: I'm so excited I can barely contain myself. I
1: know, it's its like you're bouncing over on the other side of the table.
0: And well, I had to wait extra long for it to get set up, so I... I've now not only had all the amazing updates that I have to give you, but now during that setup time, I've gained about 20 more minutes worth of, uh, you know,
1: stuff. R.I.P. everyone listening to this. Okay, Let's talk about updates. Can I start? You can. Okay. So um, a while ago, we did an episode on Shirley Clethro, and her daughter emailed us. Uh, Okay. She said, hey, Spencer, just listened to your podcast regarding my mother. I just wanted to clarify a few things that were wrong in it. Thank you for reaching out with corrections. We really appreciate it. And I'm I'm being serious and genuine uh, because I want to make sure that the right info is out there. I'm not sure where this info came from, but my mom did not work at a mill. She was working as a flagger for a local company at the time. I can't remember if it was stop and go traffic control, but I'm pretty sure it was. It was a few years ago, so I'm trying to remember. And the women who are represented in Grace House were once members of our church and also have family members who still attend. They are connected personally to our church, and that is why these rooms are named after them. Their deaths are not all tied to addictions, but did struggle along the way. Anyway, I just wanted to let you know a little more info was needed for these areas. Thanks again, and I appreciate this opportunity to share my mom's story on your podcast.
0: Awesome. That's great. I love that you've written.
1: Yeah. No, I, I feel bad because she she emailed a while ago, but then we went on hiatus, uh, and we, yeah, it, there was, it's been a rough few months. Yeah, uh, I but don't
0: think we've recorded in months.
1: No, we haven't. Uh, the, the non-to-fraud was recorded before I got this email. So, uh, awesome. you know, really appreciate uh, you writing in uh and thank you anyway what are your updates you have a lot
0: the first thing i wrote down was raccoons and i can't remember why i wrote that down now i i'm into raccoons i know right now yeah it's my it's my new thing it was pumpkins for a while okay and then i actually did get a pumpkin tattooed onto my body
1: so the raccoons next
0: and well i was actually supposed to today be getting the raccoon tattoo but now that no longer is happening and next month i'm i uh guess what i'm getting tattooed on my body oh no you know the movie scream yes and you know when Drew Barrymore is like on the phone? Yeah, that's what I'm getting.
1: Where are you getting it?
0: Uh, on my on my tattoo trousers. So my pants, oh. like my tattoo pants. What? <laughs> so you know when people have tattoo sleeves and their arms are covered? Yeah, I'm doing the same with my legs. So they're I'm pretty my sure that's just trousers. called a leg sleeve. Well, it's a tattoo trouser now. Oh
1: well, okay, cool. We've coined a new term, I guess. Uh, <laughs> that's exciting, though. Um, I met a man. I okay, so my buddy <laughs> There's Jay. There's your first problem, right? Yeah, there. there. <laughs>
0: let's <laughs> go okay. go down here and
1: okay uh so my buddy jay uh we were talking about hilarious tattoos that you could get mm-hmm. uh, and he wanted to get uh the the phrase your name tattooed on his butt so that when he met new people he could be like oh my this is really embarrassing but i have your name tattooed on my ass <laughs> and then i was at a barbecue recently and i i was telling this joke about how funny my friend jay is and i i shit you not this man had that tattoo on his ass so, anyway, I that I was mean, fun. That's right at my alley. You know what? We put it out into the universe, and somebody, it, you know, subconsciously was like, I need this tattoo.
0: A lot of that has actually been happening right now for me. Yeah. I won't get into that because then we'll be here till yeah. for two months. But, um, okay. Kind uh, of an embarrassing story that happened because you just mentioned not Fraud that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about frauds and pop ups and ads and stuff.
1: Did you? <laughs> After we just did an After episode did talking it. about all the things that you can do to avoid it, did you get frauded?
0: I got, I had to cancel my credit card. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Let let me let me get put my defense story out there. Okay, okay. yeah. You,
1: sorry, I, I I reacted too swiftly. Too please swiftly. please explain.
0: Mm-hmm. Too Taylor Swiftly. Okay. Oh my god!
1: You speak now. Her version came out yesterday. I'm not a big Swifty, but my coworkers are. Okay. Uh, so our summer cruiser, uh, Emily and then uh Shay Foster. Both of them huge Swifties. So then they were both talking about it this morning, so that's the only reason I know.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to have to listen to that now. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um I was it, doing the go, going away party and I had to download some app to do this thing. It's a process, right? Mm-hmm. So I get this app and it's the same one I've had before and blah 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 and then I'm like okay well I have to pay for my trial right because I'm like I gotta use it for free for tonight because I only need it for one night mm-hmm. but then I think a pop-up had come up and I clicked on that and then I put my email, my visa information in that and then my visa card stopped working and that's happened to, to me them. actually yeah yeah, yeah. see So we
1: apparently we didn't listen to our own advice and, uh, you know, we effed around and we found... I don't know why I censored myself now. Yeah. Uh, We fucked around and we found out. We did. Um, Cool. Well, that's actually really not cool and I'm sorry that that happened to you. And uh, (laughs) by extension, myself.
0: Yes. Can I tell you about Ireland?
1: Yes. We went to a party after you went to Ireland and we did not talk about Ireland at all at that party.
0: No, we didn't because um, there's too much to talk about. But the only thing relevant to us is... My husband's uncle mm-hmm. was the foreman on the jury of, you know, the Netflix series, uh, Sophie. Um, she was a French woman. I think it was. Oh, I my God. Yes. Called. I know exactly. Uh, what a you... Murder in West Cork. Yes. Okay. Um, so he was the foreman. Oh. One of the juries against... Um, Ian Bailey, who's the man that, I mean, he got convicted in France. But anyway, so that was my big to-do. And then I went looking for Ian Bailey, and I couldn't find Ian Bailey. Mm.
1: You've been doing a lot of grave searching lately.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, no, Ian Bailey's alive, but apparently not for very long, because he has a really bad cough and cold. Oh, sorry for- The aunt, because she runs into him on the weekend sometimes, uh, okay. apparently. Okay. Um, Wait, the murderer? Yeah, he's still out. Because he got convicted in France, but Ireland won't extradite him. Oh. Or something like that. I this. didn't know that. You gotta watch the depth. Yeah,
1: I think I only like. watched half of it. To be honest with you, uh, sometimes they get a little too heavy for me, and then I need oh, to watch The Simpsons to calm it. down.
0: Well, um, let's talk about grave searching. Yes, you've been doing a lot lighter. of it and
1: tagging me on it in Instagram, and then I have not watched the videos because I've been stupid busy. But um, you found a few. Yeah. now that they're not covered in snow.
0: Yeah. No. Okay. So back in the winter, I went looking for Annie and Joseph Babchuk in Cecil Lake Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Obviously, minus twenty. For some reason, it didn't occur to me that I couldn't find a grave when there's snow on the ground. Yeah, it was was beautiful. So we go back, we look through it all, can't find them. And I was like, I'm not going to give up. So then I said, so I said to my husband, (laughs) 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 so I said to call him because I was with uh, my husband and my uh, seven-year-old. I was like, there is an old man. It's a
1: wholesome family activity. It is.
0: But I'm like, there's an old man down at that church. And, um, they're may- always at churches. I know. And he was, uh, fixing it at house. I said, maybe he'll know. So we drive there and I get out there and I do a little run over and try and act, you know, unthreatening. And so I- you did your ditzy little run over. I did. And then I tell him my story. I'm looking for these graves and I can't find them in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. He says, I don't know, but come over to my house. Maybe my wife might know cause she's from here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm like, all right, sure. Let's all go to his house. So cool. we-, we go to his house. His wife comes out with this big book, and she flips to page 69. <laughs> nice. And Was it Hadland
1: Heritage? I think so. It was it a big green book?
0: Uh, blue or green? Bluish green?
1: I think it was definitely green. I'll show, I have a copy of the book, which okay. we should read, because there's uh, quite a few true crime things in there, so we might find a few things to cover. Oh,
0: daddylicious. daddy So on page 69, it says, Aye. Graves not in the cemetery. Oh. And it has Babchuk's, and then it lists the location. Uh, to what th- where they are, like the plot of land. Oh, yeah. So they're like, go two blocks this way, go down there, and then you got to talk to Mike because I'm Mike's land. So, Mike. we go. so we go talk to Mike. How was Mike? Mike was good. He was friendly. He said he could hop me on an ATV. We could go, you know, you roll around and try and go out, f- and, uh, go and out find for a rip. But he said he'd never seen them before. Mm. And then his neighbor Phil is the one that said he'd seen them. This is
1: like a human game of grave telephone.
0: It is. And so then I have to go to Phil's house. So I go. To, I roll into Phil's house.
1: You roll up to Phil's.
0: I roll up to Phil's. Phil is chilling in his garage, uh, grease hands, probably working on some quads. Good for Phil. He's got a beer in his hand. What He's time? I mean,
1: what time of day was this?
0: Uh, like 3 p.m. Oh yeah, yeah, is it acceptable?
1: That's like, well, I mean, any day. Any, it's it's summer. Anytime. It's the it's the it's season of day drinking. It's also Cecil Lake.
0: Anyways, this he, full respect to people in Cecil Lake. Oh, yeah. We
1: love what you do and what you bring to the community.
0: Yeah, he he was like a no give. Take shit guy. Like, he was just Yeah, no bullshit. Up, no bullshitter. And it took a while for you know, him to come to love me. Um, but eventually he did. And he gave us the passcode to get through the gate to go in the area where he thinks maybe they were. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then we searched like for like an hour in the bushes. found nothing oh. at all. So you didn't find anything? No. But then... Oh, my um, God. I know. This is... Okay, it's more. But then I had actually emailed the um, museum archives um, about it, this case. Was
1: it Heather? Uh,
0: Tamara. Oh, okay. Um, and she goes, well, no, they're not buried there. They're buried on this other land. I spoke to Phil, current owner. He indicated that a couple had approached him this week regarding the grave sites. Can I assume this was you? I was like, yeah, bitch, that was me. <laughs>
1: You're know, like, how many people you think are, are, are looking for these graves?
0: And not only that, but... The next weekend, I went out looking for uh, Shirley DeRocher's um, grave site. Okay. And she was murdered in 1940 Mm -hmm. uh, by her husband. Right. Yeah. And I easily found her in the North Pine Was that the one with the the broken
1: broken headstone? Yeah, with
0: the broken headstone. That
1: always makes me so sad.
0: Yeah, I think it just fell off. Well, still. It, It is sad. Yeah. I mean... Does the graveyard replace that? Or does the family? I don't know. I feel like the family might still be in the area.
1: Cool. So you went on quite an adventure.
0: Yeah, and... Did you ever... You you
1: didn't find the Babchecks, eh?
0: I didn't find the Babchecks yet, but I'm going to become best friends with Phil's son because they're also on his land. And Mm. then I feel like we're just going to form some sort of ghost hunting, grave hunting scene.
1: Okay, cool. Well, loop me into that email thread. Uh, I'll bring a six-pack. It'll be great.
0: Yeah, it'll be awesome. Cool. Okay, well, take me to Crime Corner then because I... I've been itching for some crime corner and I can't read any news articles until we record because I never know what you're yeah, talking about. You're, you're just like,
1: I have no idea what's happening because I, yeah, okay, yeah. fair enough. Basically, um, it's
0: your fault that I am ignorant. <laughs>
1: oh, if I had a nickel. Let me take you down to the corner of crime. Mm-hmm. On Friday, April 28th of 2023, just after 10.30 a.m., the Fort St. John RCMP received a report of a suspicious circumstance after a garbage truck driver received a third-party report that someone had been inside the dumpster they had emptied into the compactor.
0: Oh, what? Thought, wait, third-party report? So is this... Like this some a gra- dude. a grave tag, but it's garbage can tag. Maybe. Or like, this person saw this person getting into this garbage can. Yeah,
1: so the Fort St. John RCMP got a report from the garbage truck driver... After the garbage truck driver had heard from someone else <gasps> that they were like, yo, there was a person in that dumpster, um, the garbage truck was at the Fort St. John landfill and waited for police and emergency responder to attend before emptying its contents. Okay. They then sifted through the compacted garbage, not once but twice, and thankfully, no evidence of a person was located amongst the compacted contents. Okay. Constable Chad Newstater with the Fort St. John RCMP said this is certainly an unusual report for the Fort St. John RCMP to receive, but we are glad that in the end, no one was found to have been injured or killed in the compacted garbage. All parties were updated and relieved.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure they were.
1: Yeah, that. Oh, man, that is probably top 10 worst ways to go. Uh, I imagine. Also, it kind of reminded me of, is it Star Wars where they go into the garbage compactor and then it's like the... Whatever. Anyway. Not important. Uh, anyway, that was Crime Corner. Thankfully, no crimes occurred.
0: I wonder what and why. Was it a, was it a mannequin?
1: See, I don't... Here are my thoughts. Two two, two two trains of thoughts here. One, uh, my uh, buddy Chris Walker, who works at the station, we were talking about how somebody who had a wig uh had taken it off Mm -hmm. and put it in the trunk but i guess the hair was hanging out of the trunk (laughs) uh so then the police showed up and they were like you wear wear hairpiece and they're like she's like yeah and they're like can you open the the trunk to prove that you don't have a body in there so that might be what happened or two you know there's like halloween and then for some reason it's now gone over to christmas where you got those little legs hanging outside of the the car Okay. Yeah, I'm wondering if somebody was like, it, well, I guess it's April, so it's probably not, unless they were trying to throw away their Halloween decorations.
0: Unless they were doing a garage sale and getting rid of their uh, Halloween decorations. Maybe. Should um, we try and solve this? I also feel like <laughs> I feel like maybe instance?
1: the the third party saw maybe somebody who was going through the dumpster to get recyclables uh-huh. out and then didn't see them leave it.
0: Okay, that makes the most sense. I'm.
1: That's that's my theory.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna make up something else to start a rumor, but that's. Oh,
1: cool! Well, that's a good thing that you're not a journalist then. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, you know what I love to do after we visit Crime Corner? Touch my butt? No, that has never happened. For Emily's husband, who is listening on in on this, that has never happened. Um, No, I like to hear from our sponsors.
0: Oh, me too. Okay, let's do it.
1: Let's do that. Have you ever wondered about the story behind why a monument in Fort St. John was built? Or who started the first hockey tournament in Northern BC? Check out Voices of the Peace, a podcast from AndrickCity.ca that answers these questions and more. Host Ted Sloan sits down with the people who make this city and region a great place to live. Go to AndrickCity.ca slash voices to find out more. Check out all of our podcasts. Go to AndrickCity.ca slash podcasts.
0: On March 12, 2016, a 15-year-old Denny Poole went off on foot with a friend for a long trek and was never seen again. Denny, a lanky and quiet teenager, had dreams and aspirations like any other young person. He was known for his love of video games and was raised by his devoted grandmother, Jenny. The circumstances surrounding Denny's disappearance are shrouded in mystery and concern. Together with his friend, he embarked on a challenging journey, attempting to walk the 75 kilometers between Dawson Creek and Fort St. John to meet a girl they had connected with on Facebook. Unfortunately, only his friend returned home, and Denny has not been seen since. So
1: that's weird to me, because I feel like if one of the dudes returned home, he'd at least be able to be like, oh, yeah, he went off this way.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, I get concerned when they start talking about meeting someone off the Internet. Also
1: that, yeah, that's concerning, especially, you know, some of the thing. What case was it? Was it Cody Ledjabokov? Yeah. Yeah. That where it was the, the, the girl had met him online. Yes. Right.
0: The harsh reality of the terrain they traversed cannot be understated. With freezing temperatures and treacherous conditions, Denny and his friend were ill-prepared for such an arduous trek. They lacked food, water, and appropriate cold-weather clothing, unaware of the potential dangers they faced. Tragically, the vastness of the wilderness and the harsh weather likely played a role in his disappearance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's give the listeners a little bit of an idea to what this trek would have been like, Spencer. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think they all know by now that it is always winter here, and it's always cold, and even in March... It would have been freezing.
1: Yeah, let me um let's talk a little bit about the area surrounding Fort St. John and Dawson Creek. I'm gonna look at what the weather was like that day.
0: Do it. Look hard. I will. Yeah, so it was minus nine was the low temperature.
1: What kind of uh like does it say what like the wet like the wind if we were in a Arctic outflow situation?
0: Dew point wind thirty one.
1: Negative thirty one?
0: Or just thirty one. Oh I feel like that's high.
1: 31?
0: Yeah, like, like even 14 feels like.
1: Degrees rain. Celsius?
0: No, the wind. Speed. Oh, <laughs> kilometers.
1: Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, that's freezing. So it was a
0: cold, windy day. Okay. Shitty day. All
1: right. So Shitty we've day. we've established that the weather was not great that day. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, walking from Fort St. John to Dawson Creek, um, that is, what, a 45-minute drive? Yeah,
0: at least. That's,
1: a, that's what? Let's do some 75 investigating. 75 kilometers. So it would take 15 hours. So they, oh my God, that's really...
0: Which later on, I do see in a news article someone stating it would have taken five hours.
1: That's not correct. And I don't. That is not correct. Um, wrong it would though. take four hours and 53 minutes to bike there. Okay. Uh, and it would take 57 minutes to drive, okay. uh, according to current conditions. <laughs> okay.
0: And like I said, our, our listeners should know by now that our current conditions are always winter.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And, um and Northeast hell. BC, it's, yeah, it's either stupid hot, like right now, yeah. um, or it's. Negative forty. Yeah.
0: So even it's fifth, not okay. That's a little
1: dramatic. Maybe negative twenty.
0: Okay, fifteen hour walk on a good day, and then we're thinking a, a shitty cold day. Let's add another fifteen. So any
1: day that you have to walk fifteen hours is not a good day. No,
0: this is definitely a public announcement. You yeah, have to walk is, fifteen hours.
1: Don't walk fifteen hours if you don't have don't to. Don't do it. Also, what are you on the Oregon Trail? Don't do that.
0: Also, wear wear your winter clothes to school,
1: kids. Wear a jacket. Yeah. I don't want to sound like an old person but dress appropriately for the weather conditions. He was wearing size 10 men's Osiris high top shoes, gray uh, sorry, blue jeans, a gray DC hoodie and a black flat brimmed hat. No mention of a jacket.
0: Not enough clothing.
1: Not victim blaming here. No, at oh all. god, no. No, no. Just no. just so everyone's aware. All right. Um so yes, please wear your winter school winter <laughs> wear your winter school. Wear your winter clothing to school or really if you're going to walk 15 hours Make sure you're dressed appropriately and you have food and water.
0: So Denny was last seen near the Kiskatna Bridge. And it's been a while since we visited Bridge Corner, Spencer. And Oh, yeah. Oddly enough, the old Kiskatna Bridge was recently in the news as a male body was found. It wasn't Denny's. It was that of a man named Christopher Ingman.
1: Yes, I remember reading about that. It was also around the time uh, where RCMP saw somebody who they believed was just essentially jumping base off the jumping. bridge. Yeah, base jumping.
0: I'm pretty sure I know who that was.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, well, if... Uh, Crime if, Stoppers, if, 1-800. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, then call Crime Stoppers because they're looking for him.
0: And you might recall that one of our older episodes uh, was about a young woman named Cindy Burke or Tina Washburn, mm-hmm. who was also found deceased near this Katna Bridge in 1990. Wow. So this bridge isn't... It's haunted.
1: Probably. It's also shut down currently because of a... Um, I want to say it's a landslide, but essentially they're not too sure, like, uh, something... Hit. they're still doing a geotechnical investigation which they've been doing for like two years yeah. uh, So you I can can't... solve it
0: for them, it's haunted
1: well it's haunted and also the sediment is sliding and they're not too sure where the like if it's uh, stable which it probably is not at this point
0: according to the Alaska Highway News and I quote, the two split up at around 7.30pm on the south side of the Kiskatna River, if the two had walked the entire way on the highway getting there would have taken over six hours I call bullshit
1: yeah I'm gonna say that that's probably not correct
0: I write in my notes, I feel like that walk would have taken more like 15 hours.
1: When it comes to Google, who has put in numerous exhaustive resources into mapping every corner of the earth and a local newspaper, even though I work for a local news outlet, I'm going to trust Google's, but only for Google Maps. Like not, you know, if I Google something and I'll be like, well, this scientist says this, but yeah. So anyway, no, it would not have taken six hours. That's not correct.
0: The investigation into Denny's case has been exhaustive. Numerous volunteers, including search and rescue teams, combed the area meticulously in hopes of finding any trace of the young teenager. Despite their tireless efforts, no substantial leads emerged. A puzzling phone call to the RCMP from Denny's friend, only added to the confusion. The call mentioned a hypothermic delusion and a brief encounter with an individual of South Asian descent who claimed to have helped the disoriented young man. However, the circumstances surrounding this encounter remain unclear. And I quote, Denny's friend called the RCMP at 7.52 p.m. to report what police describe as a suspicious occurrence, but investigators later said this might have been due to a hypothermic delusion at some point during the call a man with what sounded like a heavy south asian accent began speaking to the police on the boy's phone saying he'd stopped to help the young man who was acting strange there's lots of stories out there where they always wonder if someone had like hypothermic delusions because their actions just really didn't make sense to what they were doing um and some cases like that's how they've gotten lost as well
1: that right. reminds me of the diet pass incident did you ever do that or ever hear about that no so it was a bunch of hikers that went to the diet pass yeah um oh, yeah and yes. then they're like it was like you know negative whatever why did they take all their clothes off yes stuff they, like that
0: yes and that's what people say sometimes you take your clothes off if you have like a hypothermic delusion
1: mm-hmm. they also kind of thought that maybe they were testing like nuclear bombs in that area yes. and the russian government didn't want to say anything about it
0: speaking of that One of the gentlemen that I ran into this weekend um, started talking to me about Area 51 and meeting somebody that had some affiliation, I guess, with Area 51. And he got her number. And when he ended up phoning it later on, he reached NASA. And then... <laughs> what the, how
1: does that happen? <laughs> Never once have I gotten a phone number from anyone and then just be like, this is NASA.
0: I've got this, and I've got this guy's number on, on speed dial, so... I'm I bet you when you call them. him,
1: he's going to... They're going to... The men in black will have shut him down. Probably. Um, well, Den- let's get back to what let's we were get, talking yeah, about. Exactly.
0: Well, Denny himself seemed to vanish into thin air, leaving behind an aching void in the lives of his loved ones. Mm. The following search efforts, fueled by an outpouring of support from volunteers revealed the true extent of the community's compassion over 60 dedicated individuals braved the elements scouring the vast expanse of wilderness along the alaska highway they meticulously combed the area driven by a shared determination to bring denny home safely
1: yeah that's uh you know the area between dawson creek and fort st john it's you're either in farmland Mm -hmm. you're driving past pipelines and oil and gas or it's just forest yep those are like those are your three options Uh, And maybe an outhouse. Um, But, you know, this is a, it's a, it's a very wide and, you know, even if you're in a farmer's field, like that's Mm -hmm. still disorienting as heck. And that's under good conditions. Yeah,
0: According to the Alaska Highway News, and I quote, they were out every other day for at least the first week, week and a half before they brought in the helicopters and search and rescue team.
1: That's weird that they didn't do that beforehand, you know?
0: So I'll get to that, actually. Okay. Um, They did almost a fingertip-to-fingertip search along the Alaska Highway from the bridge up. On Saturday, the volunteers divided into seven teams. Searchers turned up two sweaters, a pair of socks, and other clothing items that might have belonged to Poole. However, the friend who was last with him said that the clothes did not match what the teen was wearing at the time.
1: Let me tell you what a fingertip search is. Um, It's actually a term that came out of the U.K., uh, and it is a, uh, according to Wiktionary, it is a fastidious forensic search of a crime scene, usually performed by investigators crawling along the ground. So, like you know, when you oh. see like in CSI, when they, not that I want to quote my friends' knowledge from CSI because like it's just it's all just smoke and mirrors. But like you know, when they have like the if something happens in a park and then they have the sections of land yes. and then you see the people. I'm assuming, yeah. I'm assuming that's kind of what a fingertip search is.
0: Days turned into weeks and weeks turned into months, yet no concrete answers emerged. The haunting mystery of Denny's disappearance weighed heavily on the hearts of all who knew him. Candlelight vigils, solemn tributes, and the release of balloons on his birthday served as a reminder of a life interrupted.
1: That's so sad. Also, what if the clothes were belonging to the person responsible for his disappearance?
0: Mm. Throughout this journey, Denny's family has displayed remarkable strength and resilience. Jenny, Denny's grandmother, clad in a black hat adorned with the initials DC, served as a symbol of remembrance. She tirelessly searched for any sign of her beloved grandson. Oh. And Denny's grandmother is no stranger to grief and loss, unfortunately. Oh, great. This is, gets darker. Oh. The Poole family, hailing from the, and I'm going to say this wrong, K Diné First Nation on the distant side of Williston Reservoir, has experienced an agonizing string of tragedies. Denny's disappearance adds to another chapter in her Tale of Sorrow. Jenny, Denny's grandmother, suffered the devastating loss of two daughters in Vancouver. Wendy, only 21 years old and pregnant with her second child, was tragically strangled to death in a Vancouver co-op home in 1989. Oh my God. No one has ever been held accountable for that crime. Shit. Additionally, Jenny's two sons met a tragic fate by drowning in the McLeod Lake years ago. Oh, Oh, my
1: God. Isn't that
0: rough? And in a cruel twist of fate, Denny's mother was reported missing from Dawson Creek approximately one month after her son's disappearance. But she was found. Oh, thank God. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, However, their prayers were answered, and she was found safe a few days later, providing just... A brief respite from you know this family's relentless tragedies.
1: Yeah, no, fair enough. I think if if I was experiencing you know the string of just heart heartache and and grief, uh, I'd disappear for a few days as well. Yeah. Although you know, tell tell your family where you're going. Yeah. Uh, at least, but I mean, also, I've never lost a son, so do whatever you need to do. <laughs>
0: To those who may possess even the smallest shred of information, we ask that you step forward, your courage and willingness to share what you know could be the missing piece that unlocks the truth.
1: 100%. And, you know, if you call Crime Stoppers, it's 100% anonymous. Yep. Uh, you, can, you can even do follow-up reports. So you get a report number, and then you can call them back and give them the number and be like, hey, I just remembered this thing. You know, so really it, people are just trying to piece together what happened yep. to this kid. And if you have anything, I, I really encourage you to, to reach out.
0: On the family's GoFundMe page, it states that Denny, a First Nations youth, is approximately 5'7", with short black hair and brown eyes, and weighs between 120 to 130 pounds. The page also mentions that he was last seen wearing a gray DC sweater with DC in red lettering, black jeans, Osiris running shoes, and carrying a black backpack. And again, if you did see anything along the highway, Alaska Highway, on March 11th or March 12th in 2016, or have any information about Denny's disappearance, please contact the Dawson Creek RCMP at 1-250-784-3700 or Crime Stoppers at one 800 222 8477
1: Yep, anonymous tips are welcome. And again, any any piece of information, no matter how small, uh, you know, even that you just just that you saw him uh, would would help them to try to piece together what happened. I'm really curious, though. Why the? I mean, obviously the friend was going through some stuff as well with with the hypothermia, but you know, I'm, I'm interested as to why not a lot of, hmm?
0: to why they split up.
1: Well, yeah, why they split up, I'm but just also cut
0: in and ask your question. For yeah, you. yeah,
1: totally. Uh, no, if it, please. Sometimes I lose my way, but you know, I'm interested a why they split up and b why there hasn't really been. In, I guess because they split up, uh, but
0: I read in an article once that there may have been um, a disagreement or they had gotten a little bit lost, and one decided to carry it. Denny decided to carry on, and the friend decided to go back.
1: Right. Yeah. Do you think there was maybe, because they were going to meet a girl, right? Yeah. Do you think maybe that was the catalyst yeah. as to why they split up?
0: I, I always want to say it's always the husband, but maybe it's always the internet person. No,
1: it's always the girl who may or may not have existed on the internet.
0: And this is on the Alaska Highway, and like we've said, there have been multiple indigenous people mm-hmm. that have been taken from from these highways and this does you know I think even to the family they said in an article that it kind of reminded them of the highway of tears a bit.
1: Apparently it is from Prince Rupert to Prince George but then it splits off so it goes from Vanderhoof to Fort St. James and then it goes up to Grand Isle yeah. and hmm, interesting uh, and then also Kitimat. Um but um, you know obviously that you don't just have to be on the one highway to, to go missing so Uh, yeah, it's really, it's one of those ones, right? Where you're just like, what happened here?
0: A few years ago, I had reached out to the Facebook group, um, and she was going to be doing another search and I ended up not being able to get childcare and going that day. Oh. But, um, I'd be, I think we should reach out to her again and and that page again and see if maybe we could do a little bit of an organized search again.
1: Yeah, we should probably reach out about that. Sorry, I just need a minute, man. This is a uh, oh. it's so it's so it's just upsetting, especially if it's poor family. This woman has lost like st- her two sons and her grandson and almost her daughter. Um, so ah, man, hopefully she's she's doing okay. But um, yeah. Anyway, I guess uh to to transition and, and wrap this up, uh you can find us on Instagram at Secrets of the North underscore podcast, and you will soon be able to find us on threads.
0: Oh Spencer, why don't we tell all the kind listeners a little bit about threads?
1: Threads, it's essentially um if you don't like Elon Musk and what he's done to Twitter, uh Yeah. And whoa. Uh well probably correct. Uh but uh you can go to Threads. It's uh hooked up to your Instagram uh, though, keep in mind, uh, they do collect quite a bit of data from you if you do go on Threads. I didn't know that until I signed up for it. And Rob. you can't get rid of... Can, you can deactivate your Threads account, but you can't delete it, delete it, okay. unless you delete your Instagram account, Ooh. which is silly to me. But I'm already there. I'm already in the hellscape. It's new. It's shiny. We haven't messed it up yet. I give it about maybe a month. But um, we'll be at Threads. We'll be trying to... At Threads. That sounds like a... It sounds like a, right a community uh, clothing store, like a locally owned... Anyway, it's not... It's it's a, it's a social media platform. I am waiting for my ADHD meds to kick in, and I don't think they're going to today. Um, but um, anyway, we're going to be on Threads. Uh, it's Secrets of the North underscore podcast. You can't change your username because it's the same as Instagram. But oh. find us there. Ask us questions. I don't think you can message us, but you can probably just post on... I don't know how Threads works yet, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm sorry. And we'll counts. figure it out together. Um, but if you want to find Emily, you can go to E to the G on Instagram. My Instagram is hall.spence. I have posted nothing, but that will change one day. Perfect. One day. One day. Um,
0: Thanks, Spencer, for coming along this dark journey with me today.
1: Yeah, and thank you to our listeners who have joined us on this dark journey as well. And yes. thank you just generally for listening. Uh, we've gotten some really good feedback from, from some of you. Uh, no bad feedback so far lately. Uh, which is nice send some uh, bad feedback
0: yeah send us tell Got me it.
1: tell me you hate your you hate my guts I just you know I need something to talk about in therapy
0: let's t- hate Elon Musk together
1: let's oh I mean I'm always down for that
0: I don't even know what he looked like um to be fair honestly
1: I saw a, a post today where it said if anyone like if we make a movie about Elon Musk he needs to be played by Kathy Bates
0: I don't even know what that is
1: you ever watch American Horror Story
0: no. Okay. Oh, her. Yeah.
1: Hold on. I'm gonna pull up a, nice. a picture, which we may post on our Instagram because I think it's hilarious. Yes. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. 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 All yes,
1: right. Yes, yes. So that's going Proceed. on the Instagram for sure. Um,
0: okay. Well, I'll see you in another couple months, then, Spencer. No. Just kidding. Uh, I'll get see you We'll we'll right be
1: now. recording. Uh, some, some more, uh, we're getting back. We're off our hiatus. We didn't have to go on one because we got, we announced that we were going to go on hiatus because we had a, an evacuation alert because of a wildfire, which is now at, well, more or less controlled. Uh, and then literally maybe an hour after we posted that, the evacuation alert went off, but then you had to go, you had to go to Ireland. Yeah, I'm go to Ireland. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so we've just been, we've had a bit of a pause. We had our, that was our summer break. So we'll have some more content coming your way that you can enjoy while you're on your vacation.